1: Hey, ladies, welcome back to the Urban Christian Woman podcast. I am your co-host, Leah Ross, and we are in deep in this co-journey series. And this is so good. Ladies, we've been talking over the past couple of weeks about what it means to co-journey with sisters in the Lord, um, with brothers and sisters, let's be honest. Um, And just framing like that the Christian life is a journey, right? So we're trying to do it well. And in order to do it well, we can't do it alone. So in this series, we're talking with women faithfully co-journeying in various roles. We've been talking to mentors, therapists, spouse, among others. We really want to encourage you as urban women to journey with others in your Christian life so that you can grow and you can flourish in your fellowship with God. And we're doing this like the whole the whole series has really been framed from Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 12. And I'll just read like the, the second half, 11 and 12. If two lie down together, they can keep warm. But how can one person alone keep warm? And if someone overpowers one person, two can resist him. A cord of three strands is not easily broken. Today, I have our guest, Kina Aragon here. Um, Welcome, Keena. Hey, thanks for having me. Thank you. Y'all, if you don't know Kina, I'm, I'm so excited for you to get a chance to Um, Get to know her today. She's an author, editor, and spoken word poet living in Orlando, Florida, with her husband and daughter. Uh, She has three children's books, Love Made, Love Gave, and Love Can. And they all poetically communicate the Bible storyline through the Trinitarian lens of love, Girls, I just am so excited already. Um, Kina has contributed to chapters in numerous Mm -hmm. books. She's written scripts for two short films. If you guys were at TGCW in 2018, uh, there was a dope intro video that she did. um, And she's had the privilege of working with Christianity Today, The Gospel Coalition, Risen, Motherhood, She Reads Truth, Harvest House Publishers, and many more. And you can follow her on Instagram at Kina Aragon, Kina underscore Aragon, and the website, KinaAragon.com. Welcome. We today are talking about co-journeying with your spouse. Okay, but we have the delight of, so Kina, you just released this book, Love Can, uh, that highlights the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit's role in our lives. And so I love that even today as we talk about co-journey, we're talking about it in the framework of how does the Holy Spirit help us to co-journey with our spouse Um so before we jump in, like tell us about yourself, who your family is, where you're at, help the listeners get to know you, because I have already delighted in getting to know you on the mic so far.
0: Uh, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, my name's Kina Aragon. Uh, I'm originally from Orlando. I was born in the Philippines, but I was raised in Orlando, Um Spent the last 15 years in Tampa, which is where I met my husband, John, and where we had our child, JL. And uh, we just recently moved back home for me and away from home for John uh, from Tampa to Orlando, technically Winter Springs, but just right outside of Orlando, um, to be close to my family and to have the support system as I've uh, journeyed through chronic health issues for the last three or so years. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of in short, where where. where I'm from. Um, I met the Lord when I was 16 years old in high school, uh, through a friend on my volleyball team who shared the gospel with me on a bus ride on the way to a volleyball game. And my life really hasn't been the same since. Um, so I'm a, like, I, like you mentioned, I'm a writer, an editor and, um, just a proud mom to a six-year-old, almost seven-year-old, uh, JL. So yeah. Mm. Yeah, she's
1: she's great. Uh, as the snippets that we see of her <laughs> on social media, I'm like, oh, what a fun girl uh, to parent, I'm sure. Um, yes. So yeah, so jumping right in, <laughs> Kina, <clears throat> as we're talking about co-journing with your spouse, um, can you just share specifically about your story with John? What drew you guys to each other and how did you first meet?
0: Oh, how much time do you have? <laughs> um, no, we we had a, we met in Tampa, the we kind of met really organically. It's funny because we don't actually, neither of us remember the first time we physically met. Like mm-hmm. we are like trying to remember because at that time, back in the day, we were all like, there was like a bunch of us that were kind of young, single, younger believers like Mm -hmm. in our early 20s um, you know very involved with like Christian hip-hop stuff and going to concerts and we had we all a lot of us went to different churches but we would just hang out a lot and Mm -hmm. so at that time I was single was living with anywhere from like three to 1.9 girls (laughs) in a a little town. We were broke. Anyways. um, (laughs) So uh, we, but we were very hospitable and and that's just one of the things that I love of doing is just hosting people, whether I have like a tiny little house or have more space. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we would do. We would just have people over after church and at different times of the week. And so John and his friends, uh, as well as a bunch of other people from the Tampa community would kind of come over and we would just find reasons to all hang out. Cause we had the time. We didn't really have families mm-hmm. back then. We didn't, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of us were just starting to work, uh, regular jobs and stuff. So, uh, it kind of just was something I liked to do is provide or create that community space. And That's so good. John and I, um, at some point met I don't even remember uh and we just sort of naturally were drawn to each other after a while of just hanging out and being we were genuinely friends first and enjoyed each other's company and as I got to know him um because he was compared to his friend group he was uh the more quiet type and so I didn't know you know a lot of the the guys at that time you know were kind of front and center and um you knew exactly what they thought about everything but with mm-hmm. John um <laughs> I didn't exactly know until spending more time with him and and when he when I heard him open up and heard his heart for um missions and just the Lord and the things he was reading and what his story was uh mm-hmm. I just was there was just a moment for me that it kind of clicked in my head and I was like wait a minute I like him Mm. and Mm -hmm. so uh, that's that's kind of how it began and we just sort of gravitated towards each other and eventually started dating and got married so Mm. Mm -hmm. how long have you guys guys been been married married? we've been married oh gosh wait I feel bad that I don't have this off the top of my head seven years right seven years okay isn't that it or eight no eight sorry man that's terrible.
2: The years. <laughs> well,
0: That's eight eight right. years.
1: It's just, it has come by quick. Some people would say after you, know, you get past five, you're like, you know, we've just yeah, been married he forever. knows it. Like,
0: he, he'll know it to the exact day. He's like, I, I brought you lunch at your job <laughs> on July, whatever, of 2013. And then... Five days later, I asked you out. And then, so if he tells it, he'll give you like time markers. He Marks the time. And the exact- I love it. <laughs> yeah. So I appreciate his his. I'm usually the one who's uh very attentive to detail, but um. But anyways, it's been eight eight years. Yeah.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Solid. And so, like, yeah. So, I, I, first of all, can I just shout out the fact that like Christian community was a part of your guys' story like from the beginning. So even as we're talking about like co-journeying, it sounds like you are fully like aware of just the value of that. Like not even just in the context of marriage, like you and your spouse journeying together towards Jesus, but just like that that's supposed to, like we're meant to do this life in community. Um, And I love that the Lord has wired you, that you were doing that um, way before even doing that in the context of your marriage as well. Um, and so like maybe even draw the parallel for us, like what are some of the things that are essential for go for co-journing that you were already doing? I mean, it sounds like even just spending time together, opening up your home for hospitality, journeying with Jesus together, talking about your faith, but like, what are some of those essentials that you find? Like, this is what co-journing is like for my spouse And were those things like also happening in that community beforehand?
0: Um, Yeah, I mean, I think we had a lot of uh, we were John and I were both very involved. We went to different churches at the time when we were dating and then I decided to go to his church, um, which was a really hard decision at the time. But something that we're extremely thankful for now Mm -hmm. um, for many reasons. But. Uh, I think we were surrounded just by a lot of very supportive uh, peers as well as older um, people in the community. And that's kind of the beauty of being in mm-hmm. uh, church communities is you have hopefully an intergenerational experience. And so um, having wiser, older couples um, pour into us and, and encourage us uh, people that we could go to for advice, um, has been pretty critical for our marriage and Mm -hmm. and has been a a really important part. Um, and then just also having the the regular rhythms of Bible study, church, small, whatever it is. Um, I think that, that really helped us where it's interesting because right now we're in this time of transition where we're trying to find a church here mm-hmm. in Orlando. And it just feels it like we're fine, like our marriage is great, but, you know, it, it feels off in, mm-hmm. in the sense of being out of those, those rhythms that we would normally have. Um, but that's been a really big part of dating, being engaged, marriage, mm-hmm. is having just those regular rhythms of, of um, spiritual disciplines as well.
1: Yeah. 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 What is it? So I know like a lot of our listeners are in similar, I mean, you know, many believers are in similar places right now because of COVID and the pandemic, um, uprooting them from their churches. Maybe it is relocation, but like, what is it about being in church community that helps your marriage? Can you break that down for us?
0: Um, You know, I, I think communities can be different depending on which community at uh, what kind of community mm-hmm. you're in. So mm-hmm. it's I try not to paint with too broad of a brush. I think obviously the biblical principle is clear enough, you know, that we should um, be together, that the way that we grow is in community. The word mm-hmm. of God is a community treasure. We don't want to forsake the fellowship of the saints, all of those things. Mm-hmm. I think that's the general principle and, and all of the one another's of scripture, love one another, forgive one another, care for one another, lift each other's burdens. Like all of the one another's of scripture need to be lived out within community. I mean, mm-hmm. you live that obviously in your marriage and in your family life. Um, but you you learn. Uh, we always, John and I, always go back to this analogy of the the people of God being like a garden, um, and in the garden are different kinds of flowers and uh, mm-hmm. vegetable bushes and and fruit trees and all of these things um and each one gives off a different scent or offers a different kind of uh nourishment and when the holy spirit the wind of god you know blows on the garden you you get the Mm. uh, full aroma of of christ and Mm. you don't get all of the richness of those scents or or the Mm -hmm. experience of of who god is and I think, until you're really in community, because mm-hmm. I can't, I can't tell you what it's like at this point to be a widow or an orphan, but if I'm in community with them, um, I am learning something about God mm-hmm. that I wouldn't have learned otherwise. Mm-hmm. Their experience of who God is, of who Christ is, is going to, um, be the same in a lot of ways, but then it's also going to be different in a mm-hmm. lot of ways because God needs us in our unique, uh, individual stories. And I need to have proximity and to rub shoulders with those people so that I can learn about who God is from them and vice versa. They can learn uh, from who I've experienced God to be.
1: So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he is, God is so multifaceted that it's like there, he has created us because he's created us in his image. Like we're also so multifaceted as a body. And so there's ways that from a certain angle in life, like with the way God has designed you, you're going to be able to see him uniquely from um, that of somebody else. I love that image of the garden. And I love this, especially so in the, um, this particular season of the podcast, we just got off of finishing um, first and second and third John series. Deep deep dive study in that. And so there's all these implications of actually loving your brothers and sisters, right? Like this is how it actually is expressed, is in this tangible way. And so having to be together, co-journeying together, gives you an opportunity to practice that love that God has put in us. And how do we practice it, right? Like through the Holy Spirit, as you're talking about, the Spirit of God blowing in the garden gives us this full aroma, gives us the, the fullness of Jesus expressed in the body of Christ. So. You know, and like, I love that, right? Because you wrote this beautiful children's book about the Holy Spirit. Um, So I I guess talk to us more about like, what is that as we talk about it, like how that exists in church life, which I think and I hope is so encouraging for women as they're listening. Like, how do you see the Holy Spirit active in your marriage specifically? And how does the Holy Spirit play a role in using your marriage to guide you towards Christ?
2: Mm.
0: I mean, the Holy Spirit's everything. Like, Um, What I mean by that is just we, the spirit is Christ's presence Mm -hmm. in us, right? So um, the ability to connect with God in prayer, the Holy Spirit meets us there and Mm -hmm. gives us a desire to pray in the first place. Um, The Holy Spirit is what gives us, uh, is is what gives us, you know, the humility to repent to each other to apologize to each other to um, mm. have the humility to want to um, find healing and recovery in our own stories and with our own wounds and our own childhood traumas and all of that I think mm-hmm. the holy spirit is is our guide in that in that as well um, I think the Holy Spirit is is the the very thing the very person um, of God who um, allows us to look for the ways God is moving and Mm. to be expectant for God to move. Um, And so if to just get a little bit more concrete, um, you know, John and I with all of my health issues in the last three or so years have faced a lot of financial difficulties because it has taken me away from the ability to work Mm -hmm. and, you know, fighting with insurance, anyone who's been through chronic Mm. illness, how that goes, and mm-hmm. so um, it, it kind of happened with us, and has happened with us, and so as we have experienced financial trouble, and then health issues, and um, at one point just feeling like my body was shutting down and getting ready to die, um, John and I have been on our knees. You know, life like mm-hmm. throws things at you, um, and you get on your knees together, and and become expectant of God. And mm-hmm. you pray a little bit more boldly. Um, and say, God, I I you need to do this. Um, mm-hmm. I would have never prayed like that before. I would have mm-hmm. felt like that was presumptuous, but um, you know, this is the way that the psalmist prays. This is the way uh Job and a lot of the prophets pray is God, you need to I like I will die if you don't move. Mm-hmm. And um I think in the some of our darkest seasons, um, the Holy Spirit has been. The one to help us to to mm-hmm. we've pray before him together, and then as he answers those prayers, uh, whether in a big rush of answer of prayer or mm-hmm. little by little, we are you know we we notice it and we we rejoice in those things and we learn how to uh, celebrate and have somewhat of a a theology of celebration, right? Yeah. Like yeah. Uh, kind of like the the story of the 10 lepers that come to Jesus for healing and he heals them, but only one comes back to give thanks. I think mm. the Holy Spirit is, is who has helped us to pray with tears and then to rejoice, mm-hmm. you know, to give thanks, to come back to give thanks at the feet of Jesus. Ladies, if you're enjoying the ministry and content of the Urban Christian Woman, would you take a minute to write a review and give us a rating on iTunes? Our goal is to get truth into the hands of urban women. You can help us by leaving even a one-sentence review and some stars. This simple act will help increase our visibility for more women to find this podcast and resources to help equip them in their everyday lives. So girl, what you waiting for? Just go ahead and do it right now. And if you haven't
1: yet, join our community on social media. You can find us on Instagram at The Urban Christian Woman, Facebook, The Urban Christian Woman, and on our website, which is theurbanchristianwoman.com. I just love that there's like this power to love that comes from the Holy Spirit and the power to respond that comes from the Holy Spirit. Um, And that you guys have seen that together through prayer. Like, what about it? I okay, so one of the lines that I love from this from the book Love Can is uh, the Holy Spirit connects us to God's loving heart. Like, and to me, I'm just like, yes, that's so good. So, um, <laughs> because it is true, right? It's like we don't even have the power to love. And if you talk about like this beautiful, treasured relationship of husband and wife, where we have like front and center this um call to love this person who, like, you said that even with all of our baggage, all of our stories and childhood trauma, like we're called to love, right? The Holy Spirit connects us to God's loving heart um, and enables us to do that. So I don't know, talk to us more about like, what does that look like as you and John engage? And maybe there's some stories where like, he has loved you well, or you have loved him well because of the Holy Spirit
0: acting in your marriage. I will always brag about John loving me well, actually just to give you a little anecdote. Um, I received a call from someone uh, who I know, but don't know very well who lives uh, elsewhere, uh, who's going through some chronic illness issues. And she wanted her to call me because um, she has worked with John in the past on different business stuff. Mm-hmm. And the way she noticed that the way he speaks about me, mm. it, it just encouraged her so much that her therapist recommended that she reach out to me. To, uh, wow. through the, and I, I you know, I know her, but I don't know very well. But mm-hmm. it's because of the way mm-hmm. that um, John speaks of me and and specifically with uh, when he speaks about the, the issues we I've had with my health and chronic mm-hmm. illness, he's always using we language, mm-hmm. us. Mm -hmm. he went, you know, it's not just Kina's going through this thing or Kina did that. It is me going through it, but it's, he's just very inclusive. Like we are experiencing this pain. We are experiencing,
2: Mm -hmm. um,
0: you know, the hospital visits and all of these things. And so, um, I think I I will always brag on John and I I actually really would love to do a spoken word piece on, um, caregivers for caregivers, because Mm -hmm. there's a unique, ministry that uh, whether you're caregiving for your parent your grandparent your spouse or sibling or family member um, there is a a real cross to carry with mm-hmm. caregiving and um, I, that's really what I've seen I've seen Christ like probably the most through John's caregiving
2: mm. um,
0: whether that's you know getting me from the bed to the toilet at times mm-hmm. you know, just a messy, uh, the real stuff, you know, uh, yeah, as well real. as being willing to receive um, accusations and insults from peered relationships uh, with people who don't understand mm-hmm. what it's like to be a caregiver, who have not had to deal with chronic illness and um, just having to kind of bear bear the struggle there and, and have to... Um, say no to a lot of opportunities uh i've had to say no to a lot of opportunities of course because i have mm-hmm. been sick but he also has had to say no to a lot of things for the sake of um keeping our family functioning mm-hmm. and so um I, I i don't know i think i've seen god god's like humility and character uh and willingness to weep with us and and be with us in our suffering through john's mm-hmm. uh, incredible caregiving. And, um, so I'm always trying to remind him, like, make sure you're, you know, leaning on other guys Mm -hmm. and and other mentors and things like that, which I think he's done a good job of that as well. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's probably the biggest thing.
1: Mm, Yeah. Yeah. And his, (laughs) the, the capacity to tap into the love that is defined through Jesus. Um, the love that comes from God's heart, which is what you're saying, right? So like, even as you're seeing these things come from Him, you're like, I know this is God's power in Him because... We know that God has shown us uh, humility through through coming as Jesus. We know that God has shown sacrificial love, like giving up, um, you know, <laughs> everything, right? Giving up his rights to not consider equality with God as a thing to be grasped uh, and taking yes. the form of a serpent in Jesus. And so those are all things that like we see from God's heart. We see God's character. And so we identify that as the spirit working in someone through love when that is, you know when that's been manifest in that relationship as well. So, like, that's yeah. really beautiful. Can I yeah, just can I just holler? Can I just like call that out? I'm like, that's just really beautiful.
0: No, he's he's the best. Like, I I don't even understand like how God just gave me him. Like, mm, <laughs> it's not really mm. the point, but
1: he's um, so sovereign though because it's like if you know that the Lord and this is an encouragement I think for all of us is like we don't know what's going to come in our lives, right? Like we don't know what hardships, what suffering we're going to face. We don't know what challenges we're going to face, but because God knows in his sovereignty and he's like, you lean on me, daughter, like I love you and my provision for you is this person who, like, has yeah. been shaped and formed by me and walks intimately with me so he knows how to be a support to you in a season of need. Like, that's that's just, like, even just, like, a holler at, like, just the gracious sovereignty of God, like, and his love for yeah. you,
0: you know? I haven't always received it well in the sense that, like, you know, I want to be independent. I want to be maybe not independent, but just contributing Mm
2: -hmm. to the, to our Mm -hmm. finances,
0: contributing to, uh, yeah, mainly our finances. That's, that's Mm -hmm. what I'm thinking about. And to not be able to do that, um, in a consistent way for the last few years, it is hard for me. And and then when health declines, then you really can't, Mm -hmm. can't even do side projects and freelancing. And, um, John has been this constant voice of like, you being you is contribution, like mm. you existing as Kina, you know, being my wife, being JL's mom, whether or not you can get up out of bed that day is enough. Like mm. that's mm. it. Um, and I think about is it Luke four, when Jesus starts his ministry and he goes to the, the, uh, synagogue and he's, mm-hmm. he's reading from Isaiah from the scroll and he's like, the spirit of God is upon me. Mm-hmm. And what is it to liberate those who are in jail, to mm. cite to the blind, to give good news to the poor. It's like he names all of these people on the margins mm-hmm. of society,
2: mm-hmm.
0: including the disabled. And he says, this is why I came. This is what the Holy Spirit's upon me for, to mm. give good news to them, to give healing, to give uh, God's presence to them. And so you see God's special heart for those who um, are feeling like outcasts or who are outcasts, who are mm-hmm. on the margins. And I think what chronic illness has done for me is, is helped me to see what that, a, a, a taste of what that's like, mm-hmm. because, you know, you don't, you stop getting invited to parties. You stop getting, you know, mm-hmm. uh you stop getting opportunities. You stop because you're not capable. Mm-hmm. And. Jesus is like, I came for the incapable. That's mm-hmm. that's why I'm here. And mm-hmm. so John has kind of shown me that like the way in his own way, you know, in the ways that he's communicated, like you being you is good enough for me. Like, mm-hmm. we, we, you know, maybe there will be a season where you do contribute financially more, but who cares? Like, that's not, that's not the point. I, mm-hmm. I, I'm here in sickness and health and, you know, I would say the same for him, you know, should Mm -hmm. it come his time to be the sick one or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But anyway, yeah, that his, his, John's ministry of caregiving, I think has shown me the ministry of Christ. And Mm -hmm. now as I'm reading through Luke again, I'm just seeing it more because I've lived it a bit more. Yeah. You know how the word of God is, yes, it's (laughs) exhausting. So there's always something new, but yeah, and you in different seasons. And it has reading it as someone who's suffered with chronic illness, but who has been, yeah, who's been that friend. You know that story with the paralytic and the friends bring him down through mm-hmm. the roof to meet. Him. Mm-hmm. Like I've been the one that's been on the mat and mm-hmm. um, has had to accept. Yeah. Uh, and growing an ability to right. learn how to accept yeah. other people carrying me, uh, when I've been used to the one carrying others. And so, um, yeah, I think John being the the biggest example of that for me of carrying, mm-hmm. um, as well as others, but John being in closest proximity and being the one who has sacrificed the most, um, for and me like, to Yeah. Poof. That's good. Sorry. I just
1: am like the oh, the, the concept of, of your husband being a safe place to land as you learn humility, like that's that's like incredible too, because there that's not an easy like you're saying, like you're like, I'm bucking against it. That's not an easy um thing to learn. And so as you're going through that, like for him to be a safe place to land in that is is really beautiful as well. Like I um Yeah. I also really hear you saying like that we do what he, he has been wired to affirm your dignity as an image bearer apart from like your contribution. Right. And like, I love that too, because it's like, there's not, um, when we talk about like the image of God and people, like, what does that actually mean? You know? And people talk about a lot of times, like God's like, we're made in God's image. It means we're, we're able to reason and we're able to create and all this stuff. And it's like, well, like, what if you're not able to do those things? Like, are we still made in God's image? Like, can we still affirm the dignity of an image bearer by just saying like, no, you're being, like, Your being Mm -hmm. (laughs) is what I'm affirming. Like I'm affirming that you are a being and you have a relationship. And that is if you like hone it down to just the essence of like, God is an all-powerful being in relationship with himself, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And he's given us a piece of that by being beings created to be in relationship. Like that's really beautiful that he called that out and just affirmed that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, and again, it is what you see Jesus doing is, is going to the lepers and, you know, going to the
2: mm-hmm. paralytics
0: and going to uh, those who, who, who cannot contribute to society mm-hmm. or cannot mm-hmm. contribute to their families or who are alienated and estranged from their communities. Yeah. And that's the ones that you're like, wow, that's the ones he's, he's particularly looking out for. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah when tasting that you know maybe not to the extremes I see it in scripture but Mm, still mm -hmm. it it is like a taste of it and you're like I can't believe I'm still
1: valuable Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm, yeah mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah yeah that's beautiful to have somebody that affirms that in you um so yeah, okay. So talk to us a little bit more about this book, okay? So the the Holy Spirit as this beautiful and wonderful mystery. First of all, like how fun is it to write a children's book? You know,
0: <laughs> it is it is fun, and then it's challenging at the same time because mm-hmm. they say you know if you can't teach a kid something, then mm-hmm. you don't really know it, and so then you realize how much how little you know because you're like. You know, it's like when someone says, "Hey, who is God?" and you're like, mm, "Okay, right, right, right." How do I even <laughs> how do start? I break that this sentence? down. Yeah, um, yeah like, not I to think... mention kids
1: are not abstract thinkers, so you're like, "Okay, how do I right. make this
0: concrete?" Like, do I rattle off a catechism? And, and I'm right. not knocking catechisms; catechisms are fine. But yeah, um, yeah. Anyways, I, I think it, it it was fun. It was a challenge. I actually wrote this book when the pandemic hit or a few months after. So this was like before vaccines were a thing, when mm-hmm. we were all locked in our houses and my creative juice. And I was going through, I think at that time, two two different had kind of like almost back to back, two different surgeries and mm-hmm. chronic pain. Like I was just going through it and then we were isolated from everybody. So mm-hmm. it was just in terms of creativity, it was a, a real challenge to try mm-hmm. to like, how do I even get into this mindset? I love the product of it so sometimes I enjoy the process a Mm -hmm. lot Mm -hmm. um but in this case I really love the uh, it's not that I didn't love the process but it was just a a lot more challenging because of the season we were in Mm -hmm. but I love how it turned out I really Mm -hmm. do um and I think my my biggest uh the person I have to give thanks to the most besides God is my child my daughter who was Mm -hmm. four and was asking all the perfect questions. I mean, she's, Mm -hmm. I mean, I feel like she'll probably turn into like an investigative journalist (laughs) or maybe a lawyer or something. Shout out to the journalists. (laughs) Why, (laughs) where, there's an inconsistency here and I need to understand and I will not mm-hmm. let you know until I ask all of my questions and I'm satisfied. And so JL, my daughter, is just, was the perfect person to kind of have in mind as I was writing this. I, I just got to be a student and and that's what parenting is in a lot of ways anyway. Yeah, it's no, that's right. being a student of your own child. Mm-hmm. And that's also what children's literature is too, I think, is, is being a student of children, uh, not just being, not mm-hmm. just positioning yourself as... As me offering to you, mm-hmm. but rather, uh, like Jesus said, let the let the children come and mm-hmm. also become like them. Mm-hmm. If you want to taste the kingdom. If you want to come into the kingdom, you have to be like them. So you need to be a student of children. And I was blessed to have a four year old at the time and a six year old now. But she's asking all the questions like, "Where is God? I don't get it? Like mm-hmm. I don't see mm-hmm. God." You know, asking the the challenging questions that, um, even if we have our answers to, it Mm -hmm. can be hard to break that down for them, uh, without kind of diluting the majesty and the mystery Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. of who God is. So, you know, um, the Trinity, I mean, I don't think adults should feel like they have it all like masters, yeah <laughs> right like you know like how no. are you supposed to fully understand god being one god in existing eternally in three persons father son you and don't Holy Spirit. you don't <laughs> right like you can say it like i can uh-huh. memorize you can it, rattle after, it off but yeah like, but do you really get yeah it? so um The awe that children have as they learn about God or as they learn about the world around them, as as they you know little babies discovering their feet, is like the cutest thing to me. Mm -hmm. Like the awe that children have, it teaches us to rediscover the world and to rediscover God with fresh eyes Mm -hmm. um, that are maybe a little less jaded and less cynical. Mm -hmm. Um, And whoa, that is wild! God Mm -hmm. created everywhere, you know. In this case, the Holy Spirit, like God, is everywhere. Like He. He's I can't mm-hmm. see him, but but he's here. Um and so I, I don't know, writing it was a lot of uh a bit of a challenge, but I I enjoy how it came out and and trying to explain um the Holy Spirit to my four-year-old at that mm-hmm. time was the perfect kind of grounds to do that.
1: Yeah. So you you use the example of um mm-hmm. explaining the Holy Spirit as God's super hero helper um and so even as you're saying like for us to become like a child like how did that impact your view of the holy spirit can we go there like how did that impact your view of the holy spirit to view him as god's superhero helper as you become as you take on sort of that like childlike space and childlike faith as you believe and wonder about the holy spirit
0: yeah. So it's in. I, um, I played volleyball a lot in high school and played club and, and for my school and stuff like that. And so volleyball is a, a bit of my, like basically what was my whole life, um, mm-hmm. for the last few years of, of high school. And, um, I remember I, there was a uh, I didn't go to this school, but the school was playing in a tournament. It, it, um, it was their club team playing in a tournament that they needed a setter and I was a setter. So I, just joined like last second to mm-hmm. just to play and um to compete and stuff and so their team was dunamis which is i guess from acts you know one where mm-hmm. jesus says like the holy spirit will come upon you in power and uh empower you to be with my witnesses throughout the world and that's a super big paraphrase but basically mm-hmm. um that that greek word of mm-hmm. like the superpower, like of god like this extra super powerful power. Um and I I think about that. I remember being a teenager at that time and being a new believer and being like, whoa, that's crazy. Like yeah. this is um a power that is not coming from within me. Mm-hmm. It's coming from without me. And it's a power that I don't possess. And the great thing about that is that I don't have to look within to mm-hmm. find the courage to love well, to find the strength to love mm. when it's hard to love um, or to be a witness for Christ. Like I get to a- have access to a power, uh superpower, almighty power of mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit, who is God, um, come from outside of me and I get. I get like free access to that because God has given us his spirit um, to those who who believe in his son. So um, I liked this paradigm of having the Holy Spirit as a superpower helper, because, again, being a student to children, my daughter and her peers, her friends were all and still are kind of into superheroes. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, Marvel has helped us a lot with that. But also Mm -hmm. I remember E.G. Mass was a big thing for her. She was Owlette one year for Halloween and uh, (laughs) she just loved being a superhero and the idea of being a superhero. Well, uh, the good news about the gospel is that you don't become the superhero. It is that you are in need of a rescuer. Christ mm-hmm. is that hero. And he's given us his spirit, which is the superpower help of God. He is, mm-hmm. a, uh, Christ describes the Holy Spirit as the helper the counselor, um, the helper of God to help the life of Christ to live in us and yeah. through us. Yeah. Um, so that love can, we can experience the love of God for ourselves, but also be conduits of that and, and be able to show, the love of God to others by a power that is not something we possess on our own. Right. Um, and I, I think that is good news for kids and, and obviously for grownups. Um, because <laughs> yes. I remember I try, you know, I tried to do this in the book again, my, my daughter was my main inspiration uh, because she, I remember one of our neighbors at the time was a little younger than her and wanted to share her toys or something like that in our garage and, mm-hmm. Like her so honest. She's very emotionally honest. She's like, it's just really hard to share. Mom. Like, it's just <laughs> hard. I'm like, no, like I I it's still hard get to it. share. It's still hard when you're honest. an adult. Okay. <laughs> and but how do how do we have the power to do that? Even when it's hard, it's the Holy Spirit. And so mm-hmm. it kind of allows it, it, allows us to um rely on him. So yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. It's not the power within us, but it's the power outside of us that helps us to do the things that are hard for us to do. Um, can we get nitty gritty in this co-journeying in marriage then? And like, what has been for you? Like, what has been hard to do in marriage as you co-journey with John? And how's the Holy Spirit helped you and empowered you with that?
0: A lot of the things- Spill that the
1: tea, have been- Kina, I'm saying- <laughs>
0: Here's the T. Oh, there's so much. No. Um, I think a lot of the the things that have been really difficult have come from my own woundedness. Mm. And the things that have been difficult for John a lot of times has come from his own woundedness and his Mm. own journey. And so um, for me, especially in the last few years, uh, going to counseling and then uh, realizing I needed trauma therapy, that's been wildly helpful mm-hmm. and i i think that it's just one of those tools that uh, therapy and, and counseling whether it's marriage counseling or whatever it is that you may have access to mm-hmm. those are those those tools that i uh, think about is it psalm 4, is it 24 psalm 24 or 14 anyways where it says that the the earth is the lord's and the fullness mm-hmm. thereof mm-hmm. um and i think if God is in control of all things and he owns all things, then he also is using, just like a doctor would, you know, we were open to getting medicine when we need it. Um, he uses things like therapy and, and uh, those who can help us, uh, those who are qualified to kind of help us mm-hmm. journey within our own stories and our own trauma and our own wounds to find levels of recovery. Um, because I think probably the biggest thing in marriage for me was feeling safe. And let me just be really clear, Mm -hmm. not because John has ever been anything but safe. Mm. He's never been unsafe, but because of my own. Yeah. You bring that in. Yeah. My own way I perceive, you know, my body going into fight or flight. Um, Mm -hmm know at the the smallest thing you know a facial expression Mm -hmm. or a tone Mm -hmm. or the volume of voice um and you know so i think uh trying to get back to your question but some of the hardest things has been us discovering being willing to and then jumping into the discovery of our own individual stories because Mm -hmm. we had two very different upbringings and uh, growing in an understanding of that and learning to have compassion for ourselves also allows us to have compassion for each other because Mm -hmm. now I better understand why not not that I, I still think you know, a lot of times you're like, my spouse feels like a mystery. Mm -hmm, (laughs) Like, mm -hmm. why are you the way that you are? Mm -hmm. So it's not like that just has gone away completely, but I think there's just been a growing appreciation for each other's stories and what, why this particular thing makes him tick, why this particular thing shuts me down Mm -hmm. and allows us to navigate communication and, um, yeah, and and believing the best about each other uh, Mm -hmm. with a lot more... Uh, grace and nuance and care um, versus. Oh my gosh, he hates me, or oh, he's just he doesn't care because look at his facial expression. You know, like Mm -hmm. there, there's Mm -hmm. just been a need for um, us getting professional and uh, wise help, Mm -hmm. Uh, and thankfully we've been able to get that from other believers. From for me, a trauma therapist who is a Christian also, and then for John having a, a counselor um, for a few years, that was really helpful. Who was also kind of discipling him, but he was like a professional counselor. Mm-hmm. Um, so being able to have that uh, access to that has been a, a real privilege and a real um, help for us. And I don't know, mm-hmm. I think the, the Holy Spirit is is in all of that.
2: Yeah,
0: know, yeah. I mean,
1: that's, that's absolutely true. Like I, I don't want us to think that um, the Holy Spirit as God's superpower is sort of this like mystic, like invisible movement, always, right? Like the Holy Spirit, God, God in his wisdom chooses to use very practical things like therapy, like you know what I'm saying, like regular date nights or whatever to to enable that, that supernatural love that comes from the Holy spirit. Like he's, he's always harnessing very ordinary and very practical vessels to do what only his spirit can do. So, I mean, it's like the Holy spirit
2: through therapy.
0: (laughs) Yeah. That's why I try. I feel like whenever I ask questions like with marriage or Mm -hmm. even
2: parenting
0: or even Christian community, it's, it, it, I'm very cautious to be careful to not paint with Mm -hmm. too broad of a brush because my experience is going to be different from yours Mm -hmm. because my life story is different from yours. And though my traumas might be different from yours and the way you've, you've processed and internalized your grief is going to be different from me. And so Mm -hmm. there's, there's things that John and I have needed that maybe you don't. And there's things that maybe we haven't necessarily needed intervention for, but that others will. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's okay. And that's, that's like the uniqueness of, of our individual journeys and our journeys together, mm-hmm. uh, in marriage. Uh, and kind of like what we said earlier about the garden of God, and there's this uniqueness to each of our stories, but this beauty in that the Holy spirit is active in all of them. Yeah, and so I, I, I never really have. I don't have any ambitions to be like um, a marriage expert or to <laughs> position myself as one mm-hmm. at all. Um, but I, I can just test more so just testify to. Testify. Like, this is what's helpful. Yeah.
1: hmm I mean, I think that we. I mean, that that's what is true in the word. It's like we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, and there is. Power in even just hearing like how God has worked in someone else's life. Yeah, it's not going to be karmic copy the same. But what we can say is, here's what's true is that if the Holy Spirit is working in your marriage to draw you closer to Him, like He will do that too in whatever way, with whatever tools are necessary. Like you said, they might be different for someone in a different circumstance, life circumstance, whatever background they're coming from. But the principle of God harnesses these tools for you know, to encourage and to strengthen us and to empower us to love each other, um, especially in marriage, like particularly in marriage, just because of us. What we're talking about, like those are principles that are true, no matter the details, right? The details change, but what is true is that he is going to do this and he's going to give us his strength to do it. So, yeah. 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 Mm, that's so good. So um, talk to us about, um, like women, so we have, you know, obviously we're talking women here, um, and there are women that are waiting or looking for a husband. Um, and with this desire of co journey together towards Jesus in mind, like, how would you encourage them? Well, just first of all, how would you encourage them? Okay, because we know that like... <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it, i'm I'm not in that space, but, like I have friends that are. and the testimony is that it's hard and it's challenging. and you get this external pressure of like, as a Christian, like you're supposed to desire marriage and like get there. And then there's this other sort of balance of like, but there is so much satisfaction to be found in Jesus. And yet, like, you know, marriage is a good thing, right? So it's like all you you get these competing messages a lot of times. So, I'm just going to throw it over to you, Kina. How would you encourage these women? And especially with this framework of co-journeying towards Jesus in mind.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I would always yield the mic to someone who is mm-hmm. who is single. Um, like I think of like a, was my friend Yana. Um, oh yeah, we've had Yana. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She actually used to disciple me for a little bit in college. And, um, yeah. anyway, we love you know, talking like to, her. to her. So I'm like, mm-hmm. listen, listen to her. Cause she, mm-hmm. she's living it out. I've been married for eight years, but, um, you know, I, I obviously, I, I probably started to want to be married when I was like 21, 22 mm-hmm. maybe. And I didn't get married till 25. And so the, the, um, men that were like interested in me, I just didn't, it just wasn't mutual. And so there were multiple times where I'd be like, is there something wrong with me? Or mm-hmm. is, you know,
2: mm-hmm.
0: am I, am I too picky? Or, you know, and, um, I don't know. I think my biggest encouragement is that God is, is writing a beautiful story. You get the opportunity to co-author that story. Like you mm-hmm. are not just some passive, uh, you know, non-participant who just has to sit back and, and just see what happens like god is in full control i'm not trying to uh not say that but at the same time you are given agency thankfully Mm -hmm. um as a co-laborer is this what the commission is right the great commission Mm -hmm. is like, oh it's both it's like you Mm -hmm. you get to work alongside god um and that's been god's vision from the beginning by making us in his image um anyways, I I think the the biggest encouragement is just uh, remembering that God is ultimately writing the story and that Mm -hmm. um, your story is going to have the unique uh, themes and uh, chapters and (laughs) all of that, that Mm -hmm. that are unique to you and that God is interested in writing for you. And um, I would really discourage anyone from trying to be anyone else's story. Um to try mm-hmm. to you of course you're gonna look up to certain people and certain marriages and people's, you know, careers or whatever the case may be and mm-hmm. their skill sets and uh uh marriages and all that, but at the same time you're like, that's not but you're yeah. you. And, yeah. And that's a that is good news and that's a good thing. Um so uh obviously ask seek and knock um i think the biggest thing you know if that's your desire to be married ask seek and knock of course ask god this mm-hmm. is not a bad thing to desire a good thing so mm-hmm. don't beat up if, if you are desiring that um uh, God created you with, a, uh, with sexuality, like you, you, you know, that's fine. Like if you, mm-hmm. you desire to have sex too, I mean, that's, that's a wonderful gift from God as well. So learning to, um, shape your worldview around things mm-hmm. that, uh, God is saying, Hey, like I'm, I made you that way. Yeah. So you don't have to shame yourself, um, for, for those desires. But, um, I think in terms of finding someone my biggest thing is always just are you fully yourself around them? Are you able to be? Um, do they treasure you? Like mm-hmm. do, do they genuinely treasure you? And um obviously do they treasure Christ? I feel like that's a given, but I maybe should say it explicitly. Do they treasure, Christ, uh, do they
1: treasure- uh, let me just say
0: it's worth saying on the mic? <laughs> it's worth saying, okay, good. Um, they should treasure Christ, do they treasure you? Are you guys like genuinely friends? Mm-hmm. Because you know, just to be like super blunt, am I allowed to say this? You're, you're, you're not yeah. having sex 23 hours of the day. Come like, on now. Left. Tell you it. You know what I mean? Like that is a big and important part, but it's just like, are they your friend though? Like, are you, are, are you able That's to right. be, uh enjoying each other's company? Like, mm-hmm. I just want to, I would want to hang out with you all the time. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So are you, are they uh, trustworthy? Do they have character? You know what I mean? Do do they respect your boundaries? Mm-hmm. Um, and so th- those are things that, that I usually try to encourage other uh, younger or people or who, people who are single or who are considering. Um,
1: yeah, yeah. Do, Yeah, that friendship piece is so essential. I mean, a little, just like to share a little bit of my own story, like that was, I didn't lead with that in a lot of like the dating relationships at first. And then the person that I ended up marrying, like I was friends with him for a long time, not even thinking, right, the category like of like, you know, boyfriend or husband material or whatever, like just what that person just was not in this category at all. But because of that, like I got to know his, integrity like I got to know his ability to like be funny with me and just hang out like we became friends and I saw in him like character that um a lot of times like infatuation or lust will like blind you from those things right because you're like but he looked good though like but he looks good on my arm you know what I'm saying and (laughs) then by the time your feelings are involved you can't even think rightly you know what I'm saying like you'll be like oh yeah he's great in that area you be like no there's red flags all over the space but um but then in this in this relationship where it was like there wasn't the, there wasn't those feelings um, and infatuation that clouded it, it was like there was a foundation of trust and this person's integrity that was built up. So that when God did bring those affections and did open my eyes, like no, this is the person I have for you. It was like, oh, well, you're trustworthy. Well, you're honest. Well, you're courageous. Like, well, you're thoughtful. You know, you're all these things that I value in a friend. And God is saying now that what, like you said, like you have a size like 23 hours of the day. <laughs> like This is the yeah. person who has to be um, all of those, you know, wonderful and encouraging, like co-journeyer things in all those other hours. And that will build something
0: beautiful. So yeah, I yeah. think- Oh, I, and can, can I really mm, quick go back to the spilling the tea part? Um, yeah. With my my issues is um, I would, I would would have a tendency to just, I want to flee, like, you know, fight, Mm -hmm. fight, fight or flight. Like, I want to get out, like, as soon as there's conflict, like, I'm Mm -hmm. out. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. And that's, that's not healthy. Um, So I've grown a lot in that, but, um, and then there's been weaknesses for John as, as well. So I'm not trying to say wait until there are no weaknesses Mm -hmm. in either of you. Um, I think one thing that our, our previous pastor who did our marriage counseling, we had like one crisis, like a major one right before we got married. And I almost called off the wedding for mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. because I thought I thought at that time, and there were lots of things that went into this, but I, uh, the short version is I thought at that time that John had lied to me about like um, some big stuff and mm-hmm. he didn't, but mm-hmm. he could have been more forthcoming about uh, some things. And Mm -hmm. I remember I was like, pause, we need an emergency. Like we were both like, we need an emergency counseling session right now because are we going to get married or not? Because Mm -hmm. it's like, if, if it is what I think it is, and it's a big deal. So long story short, it ended up not being what I thought it was and it, Mm -hmm. it, but it still was an area of weakness, you know, and my pastor at the time, our pastor at the time, after he mediated and we g- g- both understood each oh okay this is why okay mm-hmm. and this is why she was okay cool we understand um he pulled us each individually aside and was like oh, i know for me he was like you know are do you think that this conflict that happened is this a sign of weakness in john or darkness because mm-hmm. i think there can be a real big issue mm-hmm. is this a huge red flag this person's character is just like he should not be dating anyone right now you know he needs to be working <laughs> on himself or is this he's a human he's gonna be frail he's gonna have mm. weaknesses and that's gonna be a part of you, you are you willing to be long suffering as he grows in this area mm. just as he be long suffering as you grow in your areas is this weakness or is this darkness and I've mm-hmm. kind of tried to to pose that question, um, as well for friends that have kind of dated and run into conflicts. Okay. Let's kind of dive into it. Is this, do you think this is like a weakness A mm-hmm. weakness, or is this like a sign of great darkness that, mm-hmm. um, to kind of be untangled individually mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. <laughs> pursuing something further?
1: Right. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good question to just check against, um, yeah. To just use as a checkpoint. Is it weakness or is it darkness? Yeah. Mm, well, Kina, we're wrapping up our time, but um, I just, first of all, want to ask you, like, as you have talked about, like, I think the thing that has sh- shined through in this conversation is just like so many relationships, like you're walking with people as you're walking with their your spouse, you're walking with so many people as well. Um and so like before, even before you and John, are spouses, right, your brothers and sisters in Christ, like you have that dynamic, you have this dynamic with others as well. So how can that, just that perspective of co-journeying as brothers and sisters translate in how you co-journey, not only in marriage, but like, I mean, think about like the the garden that you're talking about, this family of God co-journeying with brothers and sisters in Christ collectively. So yeah, just talk to us about like what that dynamic of brothers and sisters in Christ has meant in your marriage. And then as you guys like think about your life collectively that can
0: encourage the sisters listening. Yeah, I know for for me, I didn't just learn how to be hospitable because I got married. Like I was already mm-hmm. functioning in that. Like, I was already learning how to serve other people when I was single. I, that was beca- not be- uh, because not because, because, the Bible isn't like when you get married, you should start to really serve. Right. <laughs> it's like,
2: no, yeah. like right
0: now, whether mm-hmm. you're six years old, 16 Wherever years you're old. That's right. Six years old is the time, no matter what your marital status or position in society or whatever, any of that. It, it's like the Bible just, hey, love one another, serve one another, mm-hmm. be hospitable towards each other, outdo each other. In honor. Um, And I think that's what walking with Christ has been like for me since I came to know the Lord at 16. And, you know, um, around the time when I met John, even before that, I was plugged into my church. I was um, seeking to serve uh, the kids there, I was seeking to serve my peers, um, Mm -hmm. opening up my home. As I said, even when we were, you know, splitting Mm rent between five to nine women (laughs) at a time. Like in bunk beds as twenty something year old, <laughs> um, yes, I can't emphasize how broke we were. But anyway, uh, um, <laughs> even in that season, um, yeah, there was just this joy like mm-hmm. of of serving and, and making space for people. And and one of the biggest compliments that I I ever received to this day but even in that season before being married is like people whether they were believers or not who would come over would be like I just feel a sense of peace Mm. like I feel when I come to your house uh and it wasn't anything fancy like I said but you know when I come over I feel like some people would say the peace of God or some people would just say I just feel like at peace I feel like I can be myself and I think Mm. that's what um that's what we want to be like as, as believers is to um, not to make myself the hero of a story. I'm just saying I've I've had the privilege of being able to, to see a lot of that positive um, experiences because of walking with God and mm-hmm. seeking to be other centered and, and seek to serve others and make them feel at home um, no matter what my situation has been. And so mm-hmm. being married is, I was thankful to find somebody who values that just as much as I do uh, so that it's not like this awkward, like, Oh, I want to have, I want to serve people in this way. But my husband's like,
2: "Mm
0: -mm." no, like, no, we're Mm -hmm. both like sometimes to a fault though. (laughs) But we're both (laughs) like, like, let's have, let's host, let's have people over. Mm -hmm. Let's just make space for people wherever we're living or whatever our season of life is. Um, let's be those people that, that are welcoming. Mm-hmm. Um, and that has, you know, as you, like the Bible says, you know, you're, you're, you're being hospitable as you're serving others. in that way you don't even realize who sometimes who you're serving and you That's become nice. blessed by just the act of it's, yeah. it's more blessed to give than to receive genuinely. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think that, Um, hospitality has been been a really big thing for us
1: Mm, yeah that's so cool hand in hand really seeking that um seeking to serve and then because you're doing that together receiving like that experience of being blessed by god together like that's really cool that's really cool kina well listen um to end on a fun note What is, if you, this is, this is, I've been asking as we've been going through this co-journey series, I've been asking folks like, if you were not a poet, okay, for you, what would you be?
0: Oh, a surfer, obviously. A surfer?
2: Okay, uh, a surfer. Not obvious. For real? Actually. Yeah. It's <laughs>
0: obvious for you. I'm like, it's uh, not obvious. I don't obvious. know. <laughs> Um, no, I mean, I grew up going to Cocoa Beach. I, I grew up, you know, on the East coast of Florida, um, or in Orlando. So like an hour from the East coast. And okay. so I grew up just like, I'm still very much so a kid in my mind, even though my body's like, you absolutely have no business. Um, doing that. Like I still have the <laughs> and dreams of being like, I follow these Instagram pages of surfers and stuff. And I just like daydream, you know, I'm like, this is this could be me one day. Oh my god! I love boogie boarding. As I still love boogie boarding, I'm just like a little kid when I go to the beach. Mm-hmm. The beach is like my favorite place in the world. So, um, yeah, I'm Puerto Rican, by the way. So I have like, the Taíno blood. Like you know, we just love the island. My my oh, mom. Water. I'm from the Philippines. Yeah. That's all islands. Mm-hmm. My dad's from Jamaica. Like straight islands. So um, yeah, if I if I could be like <laughs> a professional surfer slash volleyball player, like. Just be an athlete in general, like that would be amazing. Um, but if I weren't a poet, I, it's very hard to also imagine that part of my brain not being used because I um, I, I love storytelling and mm-hmm. you know I want to. You know, I want to eventually write short story and fiction. I, I want to write all the things uh, with regard to creative writing. So mm-hmm. it's hard to imagine not doing that. Um, I think I'll always be a poet no matter what
1: I am yeah. doing. Still be a poet and still bless the world with your poetry because it is both like joyful and profound and thought-provoking, encouraging, all of that. know, your words have been like such um such piercing um tools. And I, man, I don't even know. It's just been good. So thank you. <laughs> thank, you. Thank, you God. thank you so much. Thank you. Also, y'all, this island girl, if you could see her, she is like grinning ear to ear talking about surfing. So I'm like, she's going to be a
0: surfing artist Someone teach me. If you live in Orlando <laughs> and you just feel like having a pupil, I, I'm excited to be living here again because in Tampa, you're in the West, you know, you have access to the West Coast beaches to the Gulf of Mexico. <laughs> and there's like there's no waves so i've been in tampa for 15 years with no waves mm-hmm. and it's beautiful and it's own right, and it's great and wonderful but i'm back to- <laughs> she's so, back so now i'm like somebody needs to teach me i don't know who will teach me but maybe i'll just have to go on youtube university yeah. and have to do it <laughs> myself but yeah where this is, this, is, this is my dream. I
1: <laughs> love it, love it. Well, Kina, island girl, surfer, poet, will you pray
0: for us? <laughs> wanna be, wanna be surfer. Yeah, okay. Um, Father, thank you so much for this time. Thank you for um, the, the opportunity to pray and to uh, lift up our listeners. Um, I hope that they enjoyed this conversation and, and that uh, you would meet them in their individual stories, that they would know that them just being them is a gift to this world, and um, that you are pleased with them because they are in Christ, and um, because you have made them with love. I pray that uh, each of uh, each of us uh, listening would. Grow in our, not just our understanding, but our experience with you, God, through the power of your spirit. Pour out your love in our hearts through the spirit as you promised in your word. Um, and bless each of us as we are journeying and co-journeying um, through life together, whether it's with a spouse, friends, community. Um, meet each of us in all of our varied needs and help us to know your comfort, your grace, your kindness, and your gentleness. We love you, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Have a blessed week, ladies.